I will not play second fiddle to your junk. And that made me think right then. I'm like, man, what has second fiddle ever done to anybody? Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host, Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all, it's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people. But To the Life and Times podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips, back for the latest edition. And uh, you know, these normally come out. You know, when they come out, they come out on Mondays, but I'm doing this actually on a straight up Monday because it's a holiday. Most people probably did not get in their cars early, so I probably won't get as many negative emails about knocking it out here on a Monday. <laughs> so, um, you know, let's kick this off with a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at boxingbear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at BoxingBear.com. BoxingBear.com. Get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is the Cookie Barn Waco.com. They're actually called the Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them at the Cookie Barn Waco.com. They're an online cookie company and they have a pickup location and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion, just enjoy them yourself. Uh, they also specialize in company client relations and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also with every purchase, You'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. So, how have things been going in your world? I hope I hope your world is going well. My world is going super well. What did I do? What did I do last week in my in my life? Couple of things. Let's just get this right off the top. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship and they play the Chefs uh, Sunday. I, I believe at five forty-five, six o'clock, six thirty, somewhere there. You'd have to look it up. Um, those were all. I was trying to go from memory. Didn't remember. Yeah, the Bills. The Bills are back. It's a Super Bowl year. And for anybody that listens every week, you know that I have occasionally brought the Bills up because they're number one. Everybody knows it. By the way, for anybody new listening, this is not a sports show. But uh, Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship. And I know New York is going crazy. 
you know, they're, they're big supporters there. Uh, and for those of you that don't actually know, ready for this for anybody listening, uh, Buffalo Bills is actually, is actually New York's only team. Let that one swirl around. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, let that one swirl around. Uh, that's a fact. Buffalo is the only NFL team in New York. P.S. And for anybody who's like, what? Yeah, they're in New Jersey. The two that you're trying to tell me is from New York. You know, the two that have a New York title in their name. Now nah, they're in New Jersey. Sorry to tell you. Anyway, they're back. Um, couple things. And and this year they're not they're not playing second fiddle to anybody. I heard that expression earlier. I mean, I've heard it most of my life. I've never actually used it, but they're like, he's just playing second fiddle. I'm tired of playing second. But no, that's what I heard. I was watching Hoarders. Has anybody ever saw the show Hoarders? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure most people have. I've watched it before. Um, I'm not really a big TV watcher. Like, re- like really, uh, I'll watch movies. I'll, I will watch movies, but I don't watch TV shows ever. And my daughter, uh, somehow, because <laughs> we don't even watch TV. Like, we don't watch regular shows. Like, we really don't. But somehow, she got caught up on Hoarders, and I don't know where she came up with that show idea. I have no idea. But I remember watching it when it first came out. And I, and I had to stop watching it because... It was depressing to watch. It does two things to me, that show. Um, it It's depressing to watch, and it makes me... I'm going to use this word. It's a strong word, but I'm going to use it. It's depressing to watch, and it makes me hate every person on that show. All of them. Like, they're all annoying. And the one I saw today that my daughter's like, oh, you got to watch this. And I don't even know I watched it. I, as a matter of fact, I really don't know why I watched it. I sat down. I, You know, here I am. I'm telling you, it's Monday. I know I got to go do this, and I got to get the, the podcast out. And um, she's like, hey, watch this. Well, I th- I thought from memory or just assume uh, assumption, I guess, that the show lasted 30 minutes. Well, you know how, like, when you start the show and you're and – you're, so you're now you're actively engaged in the show – um, so it's rolling for all I know, it's going to end in 10 minutes. So I watched 10 more minutes and then, uh, somewhere in there, I assume it's not a 30 minute show probably last an hour, but if it's a TV show, there's commercials. So maybe what it lasts 40, 52 minutes, something like that. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm watching further in the show, but now I'm like invested in the show and I've already watched like 52 minutes of the show. I already, I already know I'm not getting those 52 minutes of my life back. Like I already know it, but I'm already committed and I'm like, how, and then it hits me. I'm like, Hey, how long is this show? Turn that, click the remote. Tell me how long's the show? Um, yeah, that show was like an hour, hour and 40 minutes, hour and 35 minutes, something like that. Um, just So if you're watching a regular TV, 25 minutes of commercials. I literally just wasted two hours of my life. Is And I and I don't know because I, I recall watching the show one time. I do not uh, recall it lasting that long. But do you guys, that show lasts two hours? It's a two-hour show? I would suggest you not get, don't watch the show. The show is the devil. Don't watch the show. You get caught up in it. And and for an hour and a half solid, all I did was was a spew. I'm going to use this word. All I did was spew hate for an hour and a half at the people on the show. I mean, just, and then you get the, she had three daughters. 
And one, of course, and they, and two are depressed because that's, well, they're hoarders. You got, something's got to be wrong with you for your house to be like that. But, uh, so the, the mom's crazy. She lives with her boyfriend, uh, who's just had enough, you know, when the cameras show up, he's had enough of it. Uh, and so they got three daughters and two are crazy. One's a former drug addict. Got her daughter taken away. Um, uh, her older sister's taking care of the daughter. The older sister who has her life together. You can't see this on YouTube, but these are quotation fingers. Uh, the oldest daughter has her life together because she's taking care of the crackhead's uh, daughter. And uh, she, by appearance purposes, looks like she does well for herself. And she's rolling in like she's Liz Taylor in 1930 or whenever Liz was really something. Maybe 1950. What? <laughs> Whenever Liz Taylor was around looking good. Uh, and and she's as crazy as they are. Trying to tell them, Mom, Mom, you don't get it, Mom. Throw it away, Mom. And then she's yelling at her sister, You don't get it either. I have control of your daughter because you're a drug addict. Oh, Mom. I mean, I I hate. And, and, I, and now that show has made the podcast because of the amount of hate I had watching the show. I mean, like real hate. I... <laughs> I don't know how I got roped into it. Uh, oh, you know what? I just gave you like an eight-minute story uh, because because in the show, uh, the boyfriend said, because, I got a little sidetracked, uh, because the boyfriend said, he's like, I just try to have a conversation with you about changing your life. And you stopped in the middle of our conversation so you could go sell something in the middle of the show while he's, the boyfriend's talking to the crazy lady and the doctor's talking to the crazy lady about her mental health. And she gets up right right in the middle of them trying to have a heart-to-heart, you know, how they change the music for the show, and then just leaves in the middle of their, of their talk to go sell um, an outboard motor <laughs> for $40. Um, and so when she comes back, he's like, you seriously left our conversation right in the middle. Is that all I mean to you? All I mean to you is $40. You couldn't even not sell your stuff for one second. You got to kill me. Go away. Uh, anyway, that's not, I, I elaborated on some of the, <laughs> the last, last little bit of that part. What he said was, uh, he's like, I will not play second fiddle to your junk. And that made me think right then. I'm like, man, what has second fiddle ever done to anybody? Like that, I guess that's the worst position to have if you're in a fiddle line, you know, similar to a drum line. If you're in a fiddle line, I guess uh, the second fiddle is the worst place to be. I will not play second fiddle to you. <clears throat> anyway, um, as an interesting show, um, I would suggest two things. I would suggest you never watch the show. Unless, unless you're really, really depressed. If you're a really depressed person, you should watch the show. Uh, because it lets you know how good your life is. And then it's like, uh, helps with your depression in reverse. Uh, same thing is similar to, uh, you know, I live near some casinos. And uh, I don't really attend them anymore, but I've been there a lot in, in my life. Uh, but I do remember one thing from my casino travels and, uh, same, same kind of scenario I just gave you. If you ever want to feel good about yourself, um, go to a casino like at midnight on a Tuesday and just <laughs> walk around and walk around and, uh, 
you'll suddenly have your life back. You're like, you know, maybe I don't have it so bad. I would hate to be that person. Um, yeah, that, that's, a that's a real deal. If you haven't done it, I would, I would, uh, I would encourage you to try that experiment. If you're not familiar with that. Um, anyway, what, what else happened this week? Uh, once again, I always say it's not a fitness or sports show, but I do randomly talk about it. Um, but I'm going to say this because it was weird. I don't really watch, uh, the NBA, um, it's football season anyway. I don't know why anybody's watching the NBA. Buffalo Bills, by the way, are uh, AFC champions, in case you don't remember or hadn't heard. But I go to my friend's house. He's watching uh, basketball. It's uh, Houston Rockets. I don't know they're playing, but James Harden is out on the court. And I'm see- and I'm staring at James Harden, and something doesn't look right. Like, he, he's always had a beard. His beard was is always really big. That's, like, his signature thing. But James Harden looked like me. It, if if I put on James Harden suit, that's what James Harden looked like when I turned the TV on, and uh, and I I know that he wants to get traded from the Houston Rockets, and I didn't really know that that was the route he took to sacrifice his own uh, well being, you know, probably ate 40, <laughs> 40 Happy Meals a day to look like he did, and that's and I'm not even exaggerating. You can go find it on the internet and look it up. I can't believe James Harden, this great basketball player how he is and i knew anyway once again i knew he wanted out of houston so i thought he he really has went to that tactic like he hates it so bad watch i'll just gain weight and uh i made like a joke about it i made a joke about it well i got uh on the news feed on my phone yesterday or whenever it was, I don't know, three, four days, whenever they traded him. Um, but the thing came in, it was a YouTube video that somebody had made, and I guess he really gained weight just to show his disgust, I guess, to, to trade him. And they traded him anyway, and that YouTube video it shows him in his first game with the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, he looked like regular James Harden. So, But the the YouTube video was about, there's no possible way to lose that amount of weight to look like that in, you know, whatever, three, four days time. And then somebody said, maybe he wore a fat suit, like like it was a chubby suit. It wasn't like a all out fat guy, but he was unbelievably big, uh, warming up like disgustingly big, <laughs> not disgustingly big. I'm sorry, but, but for an NBA player, uh, who doesn't look like that typically anyway, if that's true, I mean, what a, what a sacrifice he made. He's like, you know, I'm just going to play like four or five games in this fat suit. I've had enough of these guys. Well, you know, since I've brought up sports, I'm not trying to make this a sports show. Not everybody listens to sports who listens to this thing, but uh, uh, fantasy football, I didn't address. You know, you randomly hear me say I play that. Um, fantasy football this year, I was in two leagues. I was in first place. This is just to get it out uh, for the people that listen um, who know about this fantasy football. And uh, I was in first place in both leagues the whole year. I was the high scorer for the season. Like, it wasn't even close. I blew people out of the water. Um, And normally I like to reward myself, but the thing is is, um, I don't get the rings. The rings don't come out until – the start of next year, like when we show up for the fantasy draft and that's when you get the ring. So I don't really have those to hold, but the thing is, is when you're a top notch fantasy football player and people are always trying to contact you for knowledge, 
uh, the people in my league, they're like, Lloyd, please tell me how you do it. <clears throat> how are you? How are you this? Um, <laughs> how are you this intelligent in the world of fantasy sports? And uh, you know, I just got to tell you, I, I just got an eye for it. Just got an eye for talent. Uh, I look at the kids, and I'm like, you know, we got this kid's got a great future ahead of him, and uh, that's what I do. And I've, I've been rewarded heavily uh, with the amount of points that I've scored, and a lot of people will call me champion. And, uh, you know, I don't want to put anybody down. There's other people in the league out there. Uh, they try really hard. Um, I just don't – maybe they don't read very good or whatever. You know, that they don't have uh, very good comprehension skills to put together uh, the total package teams that I have. Um, but I, I haven't discussed that. Uh, it ended – two or three weeks ago, but I didn't say it. So there it said, yes, I'm the best fantasy player I know. I mean, it's not even questionable. Uh, I I actually sign autographs for little kids when I go uh, to that town uh, in Texas. It's outside of Fort Worth. When I go to that town um, for the fantasy draft every year, it's not even – I mean, I sign autographs for little kids. I mean, I got all this hardware on, all these rings, you know, from previous championships – and people are like, you know, this guy must be somebody. Uh, and now another great transition like I like to often do when I can't tie two stories together. <laughs> so, uh, I saw this video the other day. I was watching. I've seen them on YouTube before, but I was watching a TikTok. Have you guys um, saw the videos where uh, kids, it's kids. Now, listen, I don't need a any backlash i'm not a bully i've never been a bully as a matter of fact i only took up for people who got bullied so forgive me before i start you guys do you if you got you guys ever see those videos where kids go through drive throughs and order like milkshakes or cokes and then they get them and then they throw them right back in the truck in the drive through window i know like a lot of people are like that is rude and that's not funny no, it's it's not funny. Like if you're if you're like uh, if you were targeting that individual on purpose because you didn't like them, you were just like bullying them. Because I I don't actually uh, like the bully thing, but when people throw that milkshake back in there or the drinks back in the window, well, for whatever reason, it makes me laugh every time. And had I ever thought of that as a kid, I I I would have done it often. Just because, just out of humor, just for me, because you don't go back. I don't know what I caused. I just, it would be funny. Like you order, you throw it in, you and your friend drive off and you tell that story the rest of your life. <laughs> we're making, we're making memories. I like to make memories uh, when I, when I was a kid. Uh, does that make me a, I mean, I'm not, cause I'm not a bully, but does that make me a bully to think that that's funny? I mean, I wouldn't do it now that I'm older. I just wish I had done it younger. I wish I had discovered that previous cause I. I just really felt like that was funny. Now, anyway, I'm not trying to be the bully here because uh, I don't feel like I am. But things like stuff like that that you would do as a child that doesn't like really directly, it doesn't harm anybody really emotionally. <clears throat> it doesn't harm them physically. You know, stuff like that would always make me laugh. It maybe could harm them emotionally if like, you ruined their best shirt. But if you threw it in a McDonald's window and they're wearing a McDonald's shirt, I don't think they're going to get their feelings hurt. 
over the shirt. <laughs> but, but, but <clears throat> I'll give you an example. When I was in college, um, myself and my friends would do things to people all the time. I, I really don't want to get into the penny locking stories because if you don't know what it is, I felt like oh, I started. Um, like we would penny lock people. It's was, it was bigger than that. I'm going to a better story. But, you know, penny lock, if you don't know what it is, you take about 10 pennies and you wrap them together with duct tape so they stay together. And then you get two or three guys and you push the top side of the door, somebody's closed door, their dorm room door, and you drop the pennies in to wedge the, um, <laughs> you know, when you turn the handle and the thing goes in and out, that's what allows the door to open. Um, you put pressure on that. So when you go to turn the door handle, it won't turn. So you do it from the top side and then you push the bottom of the door in and then you uh, take a little hammer and you hammer it up in there. So it has the utmost force on the uh, lock and unlock mechanism. You know, the <laughs> you turn the handle, the little, ah, then you get it. I don't know what it's called, uh, but that's what you do. And then they can't get out. Well, uh, myself and my friends, we would penny lock people uh, entire wings, whole wings. And, and then people would start calling the RA the resident advisor. Basically he's a student. What's funny about the RAs is when I think back about it now being a kid, the RA was like an older guy. Um, <laughs> it's like an older guy and they were usually like 27 years old, still living in the dorms. What, what a horrible life you got. Uh, He's still in college 12 years after he started, and he's bossing young kids around, telling us we got to be in by midnight or whatever RAs do. Um, so we started penny locking him also. So when the kids would call the RA, uh, everybody was <laughs> everybody was locked in unless they had having a friend come get them out or they had to call maintenance, right? Now, that stuff was funny. Uh, and the funniest one was when we penny locked an entire, an entire wing. And, uh, oh man, there's so many stories I could tell. I don't even know how to put these in order, but we penny locked an entire wing. Kids couldn't get out. And so, uh, in the morning time, kids were jumping out of their window, their dorm room windows just to get to class because they could, they couldn't, they couldn't get out their door. And me and my friends thought that was the funniest thing ever. See, so that's what I mean. Like when I, when I, I'm not like trying to say that it's okay to be a bully. I'm saying things like that that didn't really like physically hurt them or emotionally hurt. Uh, were those kids emotionally hurt that they couldn't open their door? No, but it's funny to me. So those are the things I think are funny. Uh, you know, I'll give you another example. Me and my same buddies, we would, uh, we'd fill 55 gallon trash, uh, drums, <laughs> 55 gallon it might have been 42, you know, the trash hand, the trash cans that have the two handles on the side. So we'd fill those full of water and then we would drag it down the dorm room, you know, whichever uh, person that we thought would like their floors clean for free. And so we would tilt the trash can, um, on the, uh, on the door, wedge it in between the frame and the door. And then we'd knock on the door and we'd take off running. And when, and then when they would open the door, um, you know, 50 gallons of water would rush into their floor. <laughs> and I mean, it was marble floors. It wasn't like it was carpet. Um, so we didn't like try to get people's stuff. Like we weren't trying to ruin their things, but that was it, you know, stuff like that. And it was funny. So one day, um, we did this to one of our buddies and leaned it against his door. We take off running 
the trash can falls in. <laughs> now, he doesn't know who did that. He didn't see us the first time. Well, when he's sitting in uh, his dorm room, and this is like 25 years ago, in case anybody's like, uh, you know, trying to get me for any of these stories. Uh, he, so he had his dorm room open, uh, airing it out. He had his window open. He had a fan going, trying to, you know, dry the floor because there was a lot of water that accidentally spilled. Had I mean, had he caught the trash can, it wouldn't have fell on his floor. Um, so I had a hundred pack of black cats and I lit them and threw them in his, uh, dorm room. And they, <laughs> he was in the corner of his room when I threw those black cats in there, like it just wadded him up in the corner. He was standing on his bed with his leg hiked in the air, like with his hands over his face, even though I didn't throw the black cats on his bed. Uh, they were on the floor, but it scared, it scared him. <laughs> and we poked our heads in to see what kind of reaction, uh, he was giving to the, uh, fireworks and, uh, <laughs> we probably should have did it to that kid that kid was on our team and he was a very large individual and he tried to kick our door in for the next 30 minutes but we knew if, if we knew that if we opened that door the amount of rage on the other side of that door it probably wasn't going to work out for us and we knew it so you know it took a couple of days <laughs> it took a couple of days for uh for him to get over it and smile at us but um I don't think he liked it. <laughs> I don't think he liked it when we did it. Now, look, that didn't hurt him emotionally. Didn't hurt him physically. I don't need any messages about how I was bullied. I wasn't bullying. I wasn't a bully. And that kid could have killed me. It wasn't like I was. I talked about something however long ago about a kid putting people in trash cans, my buddy Jeff. But uh, that's that was that's not me. Like, I didn't do that. That, that could psychologically hurt a kid. You know, the whole school's watching, hurts their feelings or whatever. So that's all. That's all I meant about uh, things that make me laugh that you probably shouldn't do as an adult, but as a kid, it was, it was funny. It was really funny. Probably, uh, you know what? Here, here it is. So there was a there was a kid that um, he wanted to start a fraternity uh, that didn't exist. One didn't exist at this school. They had a sorority, and they they were like, "Yeah, we're going to start a fraternity." So they had these kids that were going to rush. That's the terminology to use. They were going to rush, and and he was excited to to get them together, and and he made them all dress the same. They always like dress the same. It's I mean, it look, it's a nerdy deal. I'm not mouthing if you were in a fraternity. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm an honorary. I'm an honorary fraternity member. The whole other story that's going to have to take place on another podcast, but um, uh, Kappa Sigma, in case you're wondering. So here. They want to do this thing that they're going to do. And uh, I stole the list. I stole the list from the kid. So I got everybody's phone number, like their dorm room numbers, uh, for the entire kids that were rushing into the fraternity that didn't exist yet because it was the first year. And so I called them all out one night. Uh, called them all. Uh, one o'clock in the morning and said, hey, Meet on the tennis courts. This is at a university. Meet on the tennis courts at 2 o'clock. And make sure you wear jeans, a black shirt tucked in, and make sure you comb your hair. <laughs> fix, fix your hair. Uh, and then, you know, I called like 40 people uh, and said, make sure you get your brothers. And that's what I was saying. I don't, I don't know if you call them brothers yet. They're still rushing. But, you know, make sure you get your people. And some of the kids we called, they're like, what? 
Because I called them at 1 a.m. They're like, I'm not getting up at 2 a.m. And then I would say, you want to be in this fraternity? They didn't know. They didn't know that who I was. They didn't know. They were just rushing. So I said, do you want to be in this fraternity? (laughs) They were like, yes. I'm like, then you will be at the tennis courts. If not, you're out. And so 40 kids up 40 kids. (laughs) Because we could see that the courts, the told them to meet at the tennis courts. We could see the tennis courts from our dorm room. So we we told them, hey, meet at the tennis courts at 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. And school's the next day. I don't remember the day of the week, but probably like Tuesday, Wednesday. It wasn't, wasn't Monday. It wasn't Friday. 40 kids, all dressed alike, hanging out at the tennis courts, standing there. And they just stand there. And it's like 2.30. And they're like, what are we doing? Like 3 o'clock. Like, what are we doing? What is this? Uh, and almost all 40 stayed till seven in the morning when classes, you, you got to go to class and they're like, dude, what's up? And then they started calling the guy who started the fraternity and they're like, that's messed up. Why did you do that? Paul? That's real messed up. What you did <laughs> making us stand out there all night. <laughs> uh, we didn't watch them all night. Uh, we had class the next day. So, you know, we had to go to bed, but that, we weren't in the fraternity. So they had to wait it out. And uh, the so so the fraternity guy wasn't a hundred percent sure it was us because he doesn't know how I got the list, um, but he knew it was us. We just denied it until the end, uh, and so that was it. You know that that stuff was funny. I th- I think they all made it. You know I think their sacrifice, um, the, <laughs> the sacrifices they made that day, you know really really made them commits. They were commits, is what I say they, they are. So he should have signed them all up. That's how bad they wanted to be in it. They stood up there for five hours in the dark by themselves, staring at each other, waiting for, you know, whatever whatever they thought they were waiting for. Uh, anyway. Well, all right. Well, it's my time. I'm going to get off here, everybody. Thank you for listening this week, Life and Times podcast. Um, subscribe to YouTube. Actually, subscribe to this one. Hit this. Hit the subscribe button. I say it all the time. A lot of people are like, yeah, hey, I am subscribed, but there's a whole lot of people that aren't. Uh, and, they, and they're like faithful listeners, and they don't hit the subscribe button. And then usually when I ask, they're like, I couldn't find it. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, uh, like it, share it. Cool. Love everybody. Uh, have a good week. And uh, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame.